Welcome to A Way Out, a mini-series adventure into the unknown depths of the earth and mind. Written in collaboration by four emerging playwrights, each episode focuses on one of four unlikely teammates as an unauthorized cave venture goes terribly wrong. This is the Writer's Room interview. Hi, my name is Megan Adachi. I am the writer of episode one of A Way Out. My name is Megan Hans, and I wrote episode two of A Way Out. My name is Justin Francis Lee, and I'm the writer of episode three of A Way Out. Uh, my name is Brianna Bach, and I'm the writer of episode four of A Way Out. Welcome, everyone. This is A Way Out. We'll call this the Writer's Room Interview. Ooh, I like the sound of that. So let's start off by telling me, tell me a little bit about who you are and how you got into writing. Were there any life experiences you remember or defining moments that motivated you to choose your career path? Uh, my name is Brianna Bach. Um, I guess, uh, well, Let's just say I'm one of those artists that annoyingly caught the bug, like, basically, like, right away. I just, I always remember reading. I always remember writing. It was like, that was something that I had my heart dead set on. I, I would write, like, fan fiction, basically, which was, wasn't really fan fiction. It was more like, um, because I couldn't write, I would get my mom to write them out for me and I would draw pictures. <laughs> what, what was the fan fiction? Like, what was your... <laughs> I can't even remember. I don't even know if there's those copies of them, but I just remember always just being enamored with like wanting to write my own books. And it's just like, that's what I was set on. And it turns out that I'm one of those artists that can't do a day job. It has to be art all the time. I try, I initially tried the teacher's program at UVic back in my hometown because there's a partnership with that. And I made it through a semester and a half before realizing I've got some bad imposter syndrome going on with all this. And I just, <laughs> I feel so out of place with everyone. Like, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I come from a family of teachers. I, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And I just felt very out of place. Eat, sleep, breathe, writing. That's what she wanted to do. Yeah. It has to be. So it's just like, okay. So, and then the coordinator, who was really nice, just said like, okay, uh, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to be a teacher first or something else first? So I stopped being a teacher and I came to writing only to find out that, oh, hey, if I want to do a master's, I kind of have to teach. So it's like one of those things that like, it's, it won't let me go. It's like math. <laughs> it's like math. Um, yeah, I was told as a theater major that I don't need to know math anymore, yeah. which was a lie. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you. Uh, Justin, do you want to take it away? Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into writing. Sure. Um, so my name is Justin. I wrote the third episode of A Way Out, uh, Bernard. And I think from a young age, I already knew that I had an interest or um, kind of eye for kind of creative projects um, and just kind of like making things with my hands and, and like pretending to be different characters from different movies. Um, and so that's where I kind of started to transition into like, okay, I'll be a film director. Um, and I think that's still kind of in my plan or wheelhouse right now. Uh, so I, I have a, I study theater and I'm doing a degree in theater, but kind of two years into the um, degree, I just kind of broke into um, one of the screenwriting classes um, and just sat in on it. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I kind of want to um, like, give it a shot and I think part of it also comes with 
um, as an actor slash director, it's a bit different from writing because as the writer, you can kind of create the opportunities for people. Like you can create the opportunity for the actor, for the director, that kind of thing. Um, but while as an actor, you're kind of always searching for the work. And while that's like a talent of its own, I, I'm less good at that. So yeah, I think that's how I kind of fell into writing. Cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Megan Hands, do you want to jump in? Sure. Uh, I'm Megan. I wrote what episode? The second episode of A Way Out. Jun. Um, I have a really similar story to Brianna's, to be honest. I also was writing from the moment I could speak out loud, I guess, because I would just dictate it to my parents and they would write it down. Um, I remember we have these little booklets that we'd like fill up with like each grade and it would show like what certificates you got and like what your, your school picture that year or whatever and like one of the things on it was like what do you want to be when you grow up and like from the age of like I don't know grade three I would like cross out everything else and put writer <laughs> and I guess that just never changed yeah. yeah and then I was also always a theater kid in high mm-hmm. school all hell theater kid <laughs> <laughs> so playwriting just kind of happened that way <laughs> i remember i got bartender on my like report where you like select your interests and they get back to you with like what your chosen career is yeah i got i think right. i got some whack stuff as well like yeah i think teacher was definitely there and like i don't know manager of like i don't know i got some whack stuff doing that stuff probably got ceo you're gonna be running something someday <laughs> <laughs> And then um, in high school, similar to Brianna, I was an English major when I first got to UVic because no one talks about going into arts. You're just like mm. not supposed to. So like, <laughs> I spent like first year reading stuff and I was like, actually, no. And here I am. Yeah. The dreaded conversation of, so you want to be an artist. What's your backup plan? Exactly. Your... <laughs> Get that out of my head. Everybody's nodding <laughs> in the greens who've been there before. <laughs> Uh, Megan Adachi, did you want to give us your little intro sure here? thing. I'm Megan, the other one. Uh, I wrote the first episode, um, Taylor. Uh, I guess, same as everyone else, I've been writing, or sort of writing, since I was super young, but uh, the wall I always bounced off was actually my little sister. We always used to make up stories kind of together and always bounce off, like, okay, but what if this happened? What if this happened? A lot of it was about media we didn't like. Like, oh, what if this video game did this instead and was good? Uh, we still have those conversations all the time. Uh, but then in high school, I I really wanted to be an acting kid. I really wanted to be a theater kid so bad. But I actually suck at acting. And uh, anytime I got on stage, we would reach the point where I would start to tear up and like have a panic attack. So that wasn't happening. But uh, my uh, theater teacher was actually super cool. And I started actually writing the school plays instead. And that was a super awesome experience for me. And theater is like still my favorite medium like that's what I always want to do it's writing scripts is always my favorite uh it's just writing without the uh adjectives which get flowery and messy and annoying I just get to write dialogue for pages and pages and pages (laughs) and that's absolutely what I just exclusively want to do yeah yeah it seems like everybody kind of had your start from a young age and 
kind of really got to grow some legs a little bit. So um, I guess this might be just a little bit more of a question directed to Justin. I'm curious to know a little bit more and I'm sure our audiences as well. How did the Canadian Playthings apartment of writing kind of come into fruition? Yeah, I, I think it was it was mainly the the four of us and others uh, were in a um, third year writing course at UVic University of Victoria, um, and instead of writing a play, the uh, professor Kevin Kerr wanted us to try a radio drama or audio drama, um, and I think we all had varying levels of experience. Like I know some people had done podcasts and stuff like that before, um, but it was very foreign to me, and I think some of us were like, oh what's radio drama? Who, who just listens to things? Um, and, and, and so that was kind of how we started building a, like a, a relationship as writers and working together and kind of workshopping scripts. Um, and then COVID happened uh, and that was all just cut short and we were sent to our rooms uh, and we had to do Zoom workshops, which were uh, both fun and awkward. And we didn't get to finish our workshop together of our audio drama scripts. Um, and we were hoping to maybe submit them and produce some of them. And that was all kind of cut short by COVID. Um, so with this kind of volunteer opportunity that came up with the play thing, uh, the Canadian play thing, um, just like, oh, why don't we make a writer's room? Uh, and I think I was watching a lot of TV at that point too. So I was like, oh, the, the Americans, they do these like writer's rooms where they, they get together and it's their job. They get to go into a room and just talk about stories and beats and then like throw things on a whiteboard. I was like, oh, why don't we do that? That kind of thing in, in, in like the theater sense. Um, so I messaged them and was like, hey, do you want to try this thing? And so that that's kind of how it started, was the want to finish what we started, I guess. Right. And what were, just to the others, what were your thoughts when Justin messaged you about this writer's room thing? Well, uh... I was looking for something to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a pandemic. Yeah. yeah, jumping out of the old Netflix binging to do something more meaningful. Honestly, it was one of those classic writer things where it's just like, oh, hey, a guaranteed job. Mm-hmm. A guaranteed way to do something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And pandemic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, um, then that kind of jumps into the next question. Um... So what was the the writer's room process like? What was it? What was your experience collaboratively writing with each other? Well, day one was just pitching a bunch of ideas. We all came and we all sat down and wrote out our little suggestions. And we had a lot of them. Some of them were interesting. Some of them were not. Yeah, the, the, the pitching process was like probably the most fun uncontrolled environment because it was the first day and we I think we just had like two or three hours to decide what the story um, was because um, we didn't like no one came in with a like a preconceived concept it wasn't like a um, like a, a, a tv show creator coming in and bringing writers together um, because we're kind of all on the same level of like as an emerging writer uh, we kind of just like went in together and was like let's create a story from the, the bottom up, that kind of thing. So yeah, there were some weird ones. <laughs> um, I think at one point there was like, what happens if you spent a day in the life of a block of cheese? <laughs> so um, what were the early concepts of what is now a way out? Well, I think it was just trying to find something that was small because we kept coming up with ideas that were really big in scope. 
that would have been cool to do. I don't know, I recently watched a YouTube video about like caves and I was just like, so caving was kind of on the brain for me and I was just like, what if someone just gets stuck in a cave? And it's just exploring like the different characters' reactions to that. And we ended up going with it for some reason. (laughs) Also, I think something that happened while we were kind of discussing ideas was, I I think originally, Justin, you were thinking it would be like an anthology series, like the stories wouldn't be connected. And then we kind of figured out as we were working through the cave thing that it was going to be a group of people and they were going to be connected, but we'd all kind of get a person. Yeah, it was like the, the, the challenge was like deciding whether it was going to be an anthology or a series. Um, and I think why we originally set it as an anthology is because um, it would be easier to write separately because, you know, we weren't meeting every day. Um, we were only, we're only meeting once a week. Um, so like anthology is more like isolated in a way, but I guess just our mind meld turned into a series, which has its own challenges and own uh merits as well yeah i think that was kind of the challenge with the anthology series to brianna's point about all our ideas being too big is that whenever we'd come up with a concept for an anthology it always ended up being a big world building thing and we were like how are we gonna world build this in 10 minutes each yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh (laughs) and the episodes were i remember someone came up with like a submarine idea yeah yeah uh, yeah megan a megan adachi yeah Oh, well, let's hear more about the submarine. Yeah, it was going to be an eldritch horror submarine, and we were going to explore the experiences of various people on this submarine. One of them was a janitor, I remember that, just the guy cleaning the <laughs> submarine, and this terrible monster, but we ended up ditching it because it was just too big, and we had the caves. We went over with that instead. Yeah, I think we liked the submarine because of the like the sounds that we could use. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, I think the submarine was the closest, like the second best idea not best the second idea we were gonna use the runner-up yeah the runner-up idea if i remember correctly for a hot minute we tried to combine the submarine and the cave (laughs) yes like a hot second (laughs) submarines can get stuck in caves if they're big enough (laughs) (laughs) you kind of talked about the submarine had really really cool sounds so i'm i'm just curious to know like how did the genre of audio drama and sounds how did that kind of influence the process but one thing that that like we kept talking about how um radio audio drama is like a combination between film and theater where they share different qualities in very different ways like with audio drama like it makes sense to change or like it works well to change scenes quickly because you don't need to like change a whole set you can just play a sound cue and you're like oh i know i'm in the ocean or whatever um because i think some of us also took screenwriting classes at, at 1.2 um, it's like it's kind of like you're writing a screenplay, but you also need to think of it as a like a dialogue-based medium. Oh, okay, so now I want to hear all the details. What were your favorite moments in creating a way out? Give it to me. I know with all of us working together, keeping the timeline and like keeping from stepping on each other's toes was a big thing. So I know for like the first couple drafts of scripts, none of the characters actually had names. (laughs) And Taylor was originally just known as the bad student. I know my script is labeled bad student in the first several drafts. Right. Yeah, I wrote my first couple drafts that way, too. Um, fun fact, Jun is short for Junkie, which was his original title. <laughs> the junkie. Like the adrenaline junkie. He's an adrenaline, adrenaline junkie. junkie. So we, 
I think like Bernard was just old man for the longest time. He's old like, man. <laughs> Doctor Hinesh was the expert, and those the those expert. were their names. <laughs> those were what we called them. And originally, those were the only four characters that existed. Uh, Bernard's wife, Shirley, and Brad, everyone's favorite character, came along later. Okay, wait. Brad is everyone's favorite character? <laughs> I don't know how it started and why Brad became the favorite character. Like someone's Yeah, who actually conceived of Brad? I thought Brianna was the first person to write Brad. Yeah, like, although he is heavily featured in my episode, I did not spawn Brad. I think it was Brianna. <laughs> was it just the idea that, like, Taylor needed someone in their corner? I think so. I think, is that it? I think Brad's very first... Uh, existing moment was just someone to come into the room after taylor left in your script i think that was yes oh yeah that was brad's first scene and then you decide like okay let's do more with this character because we're having like someone come in to voice him so then i did a couple of scenes with him in the first episode and 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 after brianna wrote that scene where brad comes in after taylor justin put Brad's name in into Taylor's monologue at the end of episode Right! Like, Taylor says, like, thanks, Brad, and then we were like, oh, Brad, Brad's here again. Like, (laughs) who is he? And then he just... We were also saying that, like, you know, Brad, obviously, when you hear that name, you think of, like, I don't know, the the stereotypical, like, dumb jock or something, so we're like, we'll go with opposite. So he's super intellectual, he's, like, super nerdy, and his name's Brad. Brad is the way out. Yay, <laughs> title drop. That'll be the tagline of this podcast. And the thing is, he literally is the way out. Like, he literally yeah. sends the ex- or the rescue people down after them. Brad is the way. <laughs> yep, not any of the main characters. Brad. <laughs> I think I want to ask, this kind of might, might require you to just dig a little bit deeper for this question. Um, but as artists during COVID-19, this global pandemic that literally everybody in the world is experiencing. What are some elements of writing or inspiration that keeps you motivated and keeps you wanting to continue to create and continue to write? What else is there to do? (laughs) No, I mean, I'm just saying that like when you, like when we're all kind of stuck like this and like creating just seems like just being able to create is probably a good way to feel sane (laughs) sometimes um feel like yourself even um I don't know that's how it is for me I guess my advice would just be like it's hard and that's okay it's draining it's like I haven't been super creative or productive but it's just hard sometimes I know it was a joke at the beginning of the pandemic, like, oh, wait until there's, like, an Oscar bait movie that's, like, about two people stuck in quarantine together and falling in love. It's going to be awful. And it's going to win all the Oscars. I just know it. I wouldn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, most of my creative energy has been, like, making D&D campaigns for my friends. Other people have felt this, too. I'm pretty sure Shakespeare had some off days during his plague. And, like, hey, maybe he King Lear just happened on his most productive days. And some days he had really bad days where it's just like, no, I should be writing something. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Shakespeare mm-hmm. wrote collaboratively. Like, he wrote with other members yes. of his theater troupe. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like that's the only reason we've yeah. completed what we've completed. Yeah. 
So what you're saying, Megan, Hans, is that the next Shakespeare is in this Zoom chat right now? Maybe the real Shakespeare was inside us all along. <laughs> the real Shakespeare was inside us all yeah. along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we kind of wrap things up, what is one thing that you hope or would hope for the audience or the listener to take away? Or if, if you were to be able to address the audience... What, what would you say? Heads up, my episode is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. En- enjoy the show. <laughs> or if you're listening to this afterwards, hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy it again, even. Um, yeah. <laughs> tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Uh, um, yeah, and I hope everyone stays safe. Take, uh, ca- take care of yourself, mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have to be productive. It's okay. But if you are doing like dishes or like vacuuming the house, hopefully this podcast will lift Ooh. that experience <laughs> just a little Listen bit. Listen to our podcast. Get on our podcast. <laughs> and that concludes the Writer's Room interview featuring Megan Adachi, Brianna Bach, Megan Hands, and Justin Francis Lee. My name is Kirsten Sharoon, and I'm your host and the director of the audio drama miniseries, A Way Out. If you haven't already listened to the audio drama, join us on the adventure.